0: Some moves are already being made, and I'll tell you who winds up on the Washington Commanders 53-man roster. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome into this Monday episode of Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host David Harrison on Twitter at dHarrison82, credential member of the media covering your Washington Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated Fan Nation. And if you want to continue this conversation with me after the show is over. Hit me up via text message. Just text me into your cell phone by going to joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders. You get the first two weeks free. If you like it, you stick around. If you don't, I appreciate you for giving it a try. Anyway, just like I appreciate the everydayers who come through here every single time we drop an episode to hang out with me uh, and talk some Washington Commanders football. Because, of course, I'm here with you five days a week, minimum, Monday through Friday. And on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, we're going to break down my. 53 man roster projection thanks to our friends over at game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on nfl to get 20 dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets low prices guaranteed but before we get to my 53 man roster projection we're going to talk about some moves that have already been made as we near the deadline tuesday 4 p.m eastern time is the deadline for all nfl teams to have their roster trimmed to 53 people Don't expect the Washington Commanders to actually take all the way to 4 p.m. Eastern time. So, uh, you know, things are already starting to kind of be in motion and work things out uh, reportedly as we sit down to record this episode. And who knows, while I'm recording this episode, some more moves might happen. The good news is that none of these guys are expected to be on my 53-man roster projection from my point of view as we stand today. Uh, The biggest one, though, of course, being running back Jarrett Patterson, who is reportedly being released uh, a lot of these reports come in from Ben Standing of The Athletic. you got Nikki Javala of The Washington Post, John Kahn of ESPN, Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. There's a lot of a lot of people putting out these reports out here. Uh, but Jared Patterson, probably the biggest one. I don't think anybody expected him to make the 53-man roster, but certainly someone uh, that we've talked about maybe staying on the practice squad. But he's, he's done some good things, right? He's played active games before. He's got some good film out there for NFL teams to look at. So it's possible that Jared Patterson gets picked up uh, by another team. If he does, Obviously, we're going to wish him well in his future endeavors, but I think you know selfishly we would all like to see him back here in Washington. He's a great presence, great person to talk to, and of course uh, you want to continue to see his development. Linebacker Farad Gardner also on the list uh, of players released on Monday prior to me sitting down to record this as well as cornerbacks DeMarcus Fields and DJ Sturgis, safety Joshua Calu, Joshua defensive end Joshua Pryor, and defensive tackle Isaiah Mack. Uh, again, all being released according to reports by the Washington Commanders before I sit down uh, to record this episode. Again, good news is none of them are supposed to be on the 53-man roster. According to my projections, uh, unfortunately, Jared Patterson is someone I'm going to talk about on the practice squad. We'll talk further into that when I get to the practice squad names uh, as well. That doesn't mean, however, just because I can sit here and, and, and I don't know if you want to call it, pat myself on the back, but say, well, none of those guys were on my roster anyway because this thing is simple. It's certainly not simple. There's certainly some struggles, some decisions that have to be made, some hard decisions that are going to have to be made by the Washington Commanders. Uh, and, and and we talked about it all preseason long, all training camp long. This roster has a lot of talent on it. There are a lot of good players here. Ron Rivera was asked recently uh, if this season is going to be harder to make this list uh, and harder to make these decisions than maybe years before and, and what that shows about the team, and he confirmed that and said, yeah, it, it definitely means that the roster building happening here is very successful when you have these tough decisions. By my count, there are 71 players coming into this exercise that I can make a case for being on the roster either – me championing for them saying they should be on the roster or giving you a connection to the Washington Commanders past that would say they will be on the roster. 71 players that fall into one of those two categories. That's enough to fill the roster and have a full practice squad and still lose players. So you're going to lose some talented players. If you see a talented player left off this list, trust me, uh, there are going to be more than a few uh, that do get off or get left off this list. Some sticking points that I had to deal with when I was building my 53. Uh, one of the first ones, trench depth. How many offensive linemen? How many defensive linemen do you keep? Some NFL teams will keep nine offensive linemen. Some people will keep 10. Some teams will keep as many as 11. I think the highest you'll probably go ever is maybe 12. But I think 10 or 11 is usually the sweet spot. I have the, the, the Washington Commanders sticking with 10 offensive linemen. I also have 10 defensive linemen. So we have got 20 total trench players, but that could sway 19 to 21. And, and if it does sway, who's left off? And then it's going to obviously add for other positions. Uh, elsewhere. The receivers, we already know basically the top four, right? Terry McLaurin, uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown. I don't think there's any, ever been any question. Those four guys are in. I think Byron Pringle has secured his spot, but then you have that sixth receiver spot. Who is that? A lot of people are debating Dax Milne, Mitchell Tinsley, Casimir Allen. Did he torpedo his chances in the last preseason game? We'll get into all that and how many people or how many players I think are going to stick in this receiver room uh, as well. The defensive back group, similarly stacked with talent, a lot of good young players in this secondary group led by veterans like Cameron Curl and Kendall Fuller, both with expiring contracts. So if you're the Washington Commanders, if you let a guy go in waivers and you put him out there for another team to snag, you have to remember, not only might you lose him this year, but he actually might be a guy you might be looking for next year as well to maybe replace a Kendall Fuller or not replace him directly, but replace that depth if they do let Kendall Fuller walk or maybe replace a Cam Curl if they don't get a deal done with Cam and he becomes a free agent and leaves. Maybe you need one of those young safeties to step up into An active roster role next year. So if you let this guy out there in the open and he gets snatched up, you might be losing not only a guy this year, but also a guy next year. Linebackers, how much does the devaluation of linebackers in this Jack Del Rio defense really impact the depth here? I think last year there was like six or seven linebackers kept on the active roster at some points because mainly of special teams contributions, not really defensive contributions. Well, there's some other players. Chris Rodriguez Jr. is someone running back, rookie running back out of Kentucky. He's someone that we talked to special teams coordinator, Nate Katzer, about earlier in the preseason, earlier in the offseason training program, who can fill a linebacker type role on special teams. So if you keep him at running back, that takes away a need for a special teams linebacker because he can fill that role. Then obviously running backs, do we keep three? Do we keep four on the roster than quarterbacks? The emergency quarterback rule. Uh, NFL teams can now dress a third quarterback without having that quarterback on their game day. Active 46 men. Right. So you have a 53-man active roster for the regular season. On game days, you're only allowed to have 46 active players. Well, what the NFL has done and said, you can have your 46 active players dress a third quarterback, so a 47th guy dressing who is not active. If you lose both of your quarterbacks that are active, you can activate that third quarterback, make him one of the 46, deactivate one of your injured quarterbacks. Now you have 46 active guys still, but you can swap out uh, a quarterback. The kicker for that, though, that third quarterback, that 47th guy, has to be on the 53-man roster. He cannot be a practice squad call-up. He has to be on the 53-man roster. So do the Washington Commanders, given the fact that they've got a young quarterback, they've got a veteran Jacoby Brissett, do they, and, and with what Jake Fromm has done this preseason, do they keep that third quarterback on the 53-man roster? We have to answer that question as well. So those are some t- tough decisions that I had to make, and I'm just one dude. I don't even have to listen to the feedback by other people and coordinators and coaches uh, and it was it, there were some tough decisions. So uh, if I had a tough decision, you know, those guys in Ashburn, Virginia are having some tough decisions to make as well. Uh, the good thing is, if I mess it up, you're all just going to tell me I'm wrong in the comments or someone's going to tweet at me that I shouldn't have left their favorite player off the roster when he made it. And that's fine. Life goes on. If Coach Rivera and his staff mess this up, it could cost them games. It could cost them a playoff berth, it could cost them their jobs. No pressure. My 53 man roster projection coming up next on today's episode of Lockdown Commanders, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day and we're gonna do that thanks to our friends over at underdog fantasy the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball august is here and you know what that means the official start of fantasy football drafting month get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy all you do is one live snake draft no waivers no trades underdog set your best lineup every week try it out with underdogs best ball mania tournament the largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million, of total prize is up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. That's going to be me. I will share a little bit with all of you, I promise. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up a promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. It's underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On Commanders, your first listen or view today and every day and every dayers. Thank you again for coming through. Every time we drop an episode like you do, your continued support of the program is greatly appreciated. Believe me. Uh, And for those who, uh, those every who are also subtexters, I appreciate all the subtexters who are texting with me every day, was sending some text messages as the moves were coming through and then the reports are coming down the line uh, to the subtexters. I appreciate all of you for being a part of that. If you want to be a part of that, join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to sign up get your first two weeks for free let's get on with my 53 man roster projection uh and i'm taking the approach of listing the starters first so we're going to flesh out the starting lineups and then we're going to go from there so obviously we have three specialists that are going to take up spots uh, on the 53 man roster right right off the bat long snapper cameron cheeseman kicker joey Sly, punter tress way are all going to get active roster spots so we're already down to 50 before we touch you know a quarterback or a skill position or anybody in the trenches so Let's start off with the offensive starters. Uh, your quarterback is Sam Howell. Running back Brian Robinson. You could potentially do like Brian Robinson slash Antonio Gibson, but I wanted to keep this to eleven guys, so I went with just B Rob. Uh, there's your starting running back, even though we know that they're going to split. And you know, every once in a while, if AG is the first guy on the field, he's going to be the quote unquote starter. So it's kind of a fluid situation. But putting B Rob in there for the sake of this exercise. Wide receivers: Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Tight End Logan Thomas. Your offensive line, Charles Leno Jr., left guard, Sadiq Charles. Again, I know Coach Rivera's kind of said that that position was still kind of up for grabs, but until I see these two guys, when Sadiq Charles is healthy, you until I see him and Chris Paul split in reps with the first team, which is not something we're seeing, uh, I'm going to put Sadiq Charles in there as your starting left guard. Nick Gates the center, Sam Cosme at right guard. Andrew Wiley is the right tackle. So that's 11 spots down for the offense, 39 to go. Flipping over to the defensive side, Defensive tackles, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Defensive ends, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Your linebackers, Cody Barton and Jamin Davis. Cornerbacks, Kendall Fuller, Emmanuel Forbes, Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, Safeties, Cameron Curl and Derek Forrest. So that's 11 more down. No surprises there. uh, And we're down to 28 roster spots. So just like that, we've only got 28 spots for depth. Let's stick to the defensive side of the ball to talk about this depth conversation because offense is going to be a little bit trickier. But right off the bat, Defensive line, the trenches is a heavy, heavy group. We've got to make some decisions here. Defensive tackles that I'm keeping on the 53 that I think the commanders are going to keep on the 53. Fadarian Mathis, if he's healthy. And again, if he ends up on the pup list to start the season, that opens up a spot for someone else. Right. But presuming he's healthy, Fadarian Mathis, John Ridgeway, F.A. Obata. I just don't see how you let F.A. Obata go to waivers after the preseason he's had in training camp. He's had defensive line depth. James Smith Williams, the steady veteran, stepped in big time. Uh, for Chase Young when he was injured last year, KJ Henry, Andre Jones Jr., the two rookies. This team has a history of keeping their draft picks right, and 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 I do have a spot in here where I think one of these draft picks from this year actually ends up on the practice squad. But I don't think they're going to send two. So if you're not going to send two guys to the practice squad, I think KJ Henry is the rookie that stays. We'll talk about that more uh, here when we get to the practice squad, squad part of uh, the list. So ten total defensive linemen starters and depth, four starters. Uh, And then, obviously, six backup players here for the defensive line. Moving on to linebackers, your backup linebackers, David Mayo and Kalik Hudson. So you got four total linebackers, which is less than we saw last year. But, again, the the arrival of Chris Rodriguez. And there's one more player that I think can play some significant special teams roles and help replace a linebacker as well that we'll talk about here in just a second. Cornerbacks, Quan Martin, the second-round rookie. Danny Johnson and Christian Holmes, I think, are your three backup cornerbacks. So with your three starters, that gives you six total corners. And you've got two starting safeties, two backup safeties, Jeremy Reeves, Percy Butler making the active roster, four total safeties, gives you 10 DBs as well. So we've got 10 DBs, 10 D linemen, six or uh, four total linebackers. So that is your defensive uh, front, defensive roster, active roster to start the season there. Flipping over to the offensive side of things, quarterbacks. So this is the first question that I had to answer. Uh, from the sticking points, really. I mean, the defensive line conversation, obviously, was the first one we talked about, but this is the first question I really went through and talked about. And and here's my thing. Coach Ron Rivera has been part of the, the competition committee. He is part of the competition committee. I believe he's still part of the competition committee to this day. These guys pass rules because they think it's something that's needed in the game. Now, that doesn't mean that Ron Rivera is going to follow or, a, or take advantage of every single rule, but for two reasons, I think he's going to take advantage of this rule, and I think you're going to have three quarterbacks. I think Sam Howell, Jacoby, set and Jake Fromm all make the active 53-man roster uh, this year because, one, that allows you to take care of that that rule. So we know the quarterback history here in Washington. Some of it has been injury-related. Some of it has been poor play-related. And if Sam Howell goes down to injury or Sam Howell goes down to poor play, the bottom line is Jake Fromm played better than Jacoby Brissett in the preseason. So if you're faced with the prospect of having to go to a backup quarterback, if you're the Washington Commanders, do you really want to do it going forward with Jacoby Brissett, knowing that Jake Fromm, the guy that you're leaving out there vulnerable to being snatched away off off of waivers, actually performed him or performed better than he did this preseason? I don't think you do. I think Jake Fromm literally played his way. We talk about it every training camp, every preseason. Give these coaches all the reasons in the world why they can't release you. And I truly believe that Jake Froman's out in the in the open in the open market, free on waivers. I think someone's going to grab him up. I don't think the Washington Commanders are going to be able to sneak him onto their practice squad for that reason mainly, but also because this new rule is something that I think teams are going to want to kind of uh, dissect and, and jump into a little bit. I think you get three quarterbacks here. This is kind of where I'm like, all right, if there's one place where I'm wrong, it might be right here with the quarterbacks. But this is—I feel very strongly about this, so. Hopefully, for my sake, I'm right, but you know, at the end of the day, they're going to make the decision uh, that's best for them. So Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett, Jake Fromm, your three quarterbacks for the Washington Commanders, active roster running backs. I got two backup running backs coming in. AG, again, starter slash backup, you know what I mean? But for the purpose of the exercises, we're going to call him a depth running back. And then Chris Rodriguez Jr., the rookie, uh, the final running back on this list, kind of. So three running backs there. Wide receivers, I'm going six deep. and Because we're going six deep, Deami Brown is obviously on this roster. I think Byron Pringle is also on this roster, and Dax Milne is my final receiver in. Yes, I think Casimir Allen uh, basically torpedoed his own chances um, at the, in that last preseason game. And look, I've seen it on Twitter. Uh, I talked to Adam Epstein on his radio show, and he kind of voiced the same thing, that he would rather take the gamble on the more electric possibility in Casimir Allen than essentially what a lot of people are saying, Coach Scared. And stick with Dax Mill. I don't think it's coaching scared. I think it's coaching smart. And I think there's a fine line between coaching smart and coaching is scared. One of the one of the uh the, the the examples that was brought up to me by a YouTube viewer. Um, so I appreciate the feedback there, is the Kansas City Chiefs went with a punt returner last year who muffed some punts but also returned one or two uh all the way back for, for touchdowns and provided their team a big spark. The 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 statement I made to that viewer and the statement I'll make to you now is that the Kansas City Chiefs offense. If you have a muffed punt that gives your opponent the ball inside the 10, inside the 20, wherever it is, and they get points off of that, the Kansas City Chiefs offense can cover that. They can make up for that mistake. This Washington Commanders offense, we hope that that potential is there, certainly. But we have not seen that it is there. So what I've always said, what I will always say, is you make decisions based off what you know, not what you hope. And you don't know that this Sam Howell-led, Eric Enemy led offense can erase a muffed punt inside the 10, a muffed punt inside the 20, a muffed punt return for a touchdown. We don't know that. We hope it. We've seen signs of it. The potential is there, certainly. But we don't know it. If we knew that, if, if the Washington Bears offense was going to put up 35 points a game, okay, then I, then I could be more down with taking the risk on Casimir Allen. Honestly, though, on offense, running routes when he's been on the field, too many drops for me to feel comfortable with him in either role, to be quite honest with you. So I think he ends up on the practice squad development for another year. This this time next year, we'll have this conversation again. So I think it's Dax Milne. If there was a seventh receiver, I would go Mitchell Tinsley, but I think we're sticking with six receivers on this year's active roster. Tight ends, I think we're going four deep. So joining Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner, and Alex Arma, who can also be a fullback, maybe a little bit of a running back in certain packages, also maybe fill a little bit of a smaller linebacker role in special teams. So Alex Arma brings a lot of versatility. I think when Armani Rogers got injured, we pretty much all penciled in Curtis Hodges for that fourth tight end spot. But I think Curtis has left the door open with some inconsistent play uh, himself during camp and preseason. And Alex Arma, I think, has done a good job of stepping in and taking advantage of that opportunity. So I think Alex Arm is your fourth tight end. I think he'll be listed as – they might actually list him as a fullback. I don't know. But I think Alex Arma makes this list. I'm listing him as a tight end, partially for to, to make sure I have enough room uh, on my slide that I have here at the end of today's episode. Offensive line, Cornelius Lucas, Chris Paul, Tyler Larson, Ricky Stromberg. Trent Scott, I think you're going at one for one. You got five starting alignment, five five backup alignment. I don't think we go 11. I know some other media members, uh, I don't know. I haven't read their projections because I wanted to do mine before I read anybody else's. But I know just from talking amongst each other, some people are planning on putting 11 offensive linemen on their roster. That's fine by me. They're probably not carrying three quarterbacks, and that's where that, that 11th offensive lineman is coming from. For me, I'm bringing 10 in, but I am stashing three on the practice squad. So if one of these guys or two of these guys is injured, we have guys. We can bring up most notably absent from my active roster list, rookie Brayden Daniels. We'll talk about that here in just a minute, because we got to talk about the practice squad coming up next on today's episode of locked on commanders. And we'll do that. Thanks to our friends over at game time. If you're buying tickets for your favorite concert sports event or any event, it shouldn't be a stressful experience, right? The idea is for you to go out and have fun, enjoy your day, enjoy your evening, whatever it is that you're attending. So why should the ticket buying experience take away from that? Bottom line is it shouldn't. And with game time, It doesn't have to game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all your sports, music and comedy and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're about to have. And game time is the perfect place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning for months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. You can even see images from your seat before you buy them so you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Snag the tickets without the stress by going to GameTime. Download the GameTime app and create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem. Use the redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
2: and you can listen to alternate routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, guys, wrapped up this episode.
0: We're talking about our active 53-man roster. Now we got to talk about making it to the practice squad. And a little bit of a caveat here, obviously for these guys to get to the practice squad, if they're waived, they've got to make it through waivers. If another team claims them, uh, they'll jump over to that team. If they're released, then they have the option of coming back or not coming back. So basically this is a perfect world situation. If every player waived or released makes it through waivers or doesn't get signed by somebody else. And those players want to return to Washington for the practice squad. These are the 16 names that I put on the practice squad. Kaz Allen. Number one, we just talked about him. The potential is certainly still there guys. And the coaches are very excited about him. They believe in what he brings to the field. Um, you know, talking to him in the locker room uh, after the game, you know, I didn't air it just cause I mean, he, he you could tell he was pretty beat up. You know what I mean? Um, I just didn't feel like it was right, you know, to, to put him on the air, uh, in that state, but my heart went out to him because I know he's a young man. He's out there grinding. He's out there working his butt off. And I think really, when you talk about all the training camp, right. And we talk about these, these types of situations, it's, it's always hard to talk about a guy potentially losing his dream or not being able to continue his career. You know what I mean? Even harder for the coaches and and the the staff making these decisions and even more harder for the players who are getting the bad news. Right. So the tears go up, but Uh, you know, I want to make sure we're clear here that like none of these guys were loafers, none of these guys were lazy, none of these guys, you know, didn't put in the effort. We're putting in the work. Every single one of these guys uh, that we're talking about in this situation, hard workers. I think any franchise would be proud uh, to have them in their locker room on their practice field. So, Kaz Allen, I do think if he makes through waivers, uh, then I think he ends up coming back on the practice squad. So does Mitchell Tinsley, the uh, UDFA receiver out of Penn State, who certainly had himself a day against uh, the Cincinnati Bengals there in the final preseason game. Offensive lineman Braden Daniels. This is the guy. Like I said, typically the Washington Commanders, all their draft picks make it through. Braden Daniels has has not really done anything to like say, like just cut him, you know, flat out, but he also hasn't done a whole lot to really flash the way that some of these other guys have. And I just feel like this is going to be a year where one of these rookies does make it to the practice squad. Uh, and basically the choices were between KJ Henry and Brayden Daniels. KJ Henry's a fifth-round pick. I think if you let him go, if you waive him, you let him go out there in the open market, someone's going to take him away from you. So if you believe in K.J. Henry, which I believe this coaching staff still does, you can't let him go uh, to waivers and, and risk losing him. Braden Daniels, I feel like, is someone who's more likely to get through and end up on the practice squad. Nolan Laufenberg, uh is someone I almost feel like the team didn't play him as much in the final preseason game to hide him a little bit. He did play, don't get me wrong, but I think they kind of hid him a little bit for the purpose of trying to bring him back on the practice squad. And I think this time next year we're going to be talking about a guy who is who's challenging for an active roster spot? Also on the offensive line, uh offensive tackle, Alex Ekambulu. I've got Peg for the practice squad. Tight end Curtis Hodges. I don't think the team's giving up on him. I think they want to bring him back. Uh running backs, Jonathan Williams and Jarrett Patterson. Look, both those guys, I mean, they've got experience, they've got proven potential. Uh, both those guys could end up somewhere else. But I think that if they they don't end up somewhere else, Washington would like to have them back. Defensive lineman, Abdul Anderson, Casey Twohill, Benning Pot's I, and Will Bradley King. Casey Twohill is a really big surprise for me personally but you just look at that list of players you need some guys for that Cinco package you need some meat you know Fiderio Mathis is injured and I think Casey Hill is probably the first guy off this list if the Washington Mayors go a different route so if you go if you need an extra offensive lineman maybe they go brain Daniels over say a Jake Fromm but if Fiderio Mathis is injured and starts on the pup then I think Casey Hill comes off the practice squad list and goes on the active roster, if that makes sense. So uh, certainly some potential there. Linebacker Milo, Milo Eifler uh, and Scooter Harris, I think both of those guys end up on the practice squad. And defensive backs Rashad Wild Goose and Tariq Castro Fields, I also feel like they end up uh, on the practice squad as well. So that is my practice squad projection. Here we go. Everything in total. Let's recap my 53-man roster and practice squad projection. Offense, starting quarterback Sam Howell. I do have Jacoby Brissett and Jake Fromm both coming back. On the active roster, running backs, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, Chris Rodriguez Jr., your receivers, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Deami Brown, Byron Pringle, and Dax Milne. Tight ends, Logan Thomas, John Bates, Cole Turner, and Alex Arma. Offensive linemen: Charles Leno Jr., Sadiq Charles, Nick Gates, Sam Cosme, Andrew Wiley, Cornelius Lucas, Chris Paul, Tyler Larson, Ricky Stromberg, and Trent Scott. Defensive tackles: Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Fedarian Mathis, John Ridgway, and F.A. Obata. So you got five guys there. Defensive ends, Montez Sweat, Chase Young, James Smith Williams, KJ Henry, Andre Jones Jr. So five guys there as well. Linebackers, Cody Barton, Jamin Davis, and uh, David Mayo, Kalik Hudson. Cornerbacks, Kendall Fuller, Emmanuel Forbes, Benjamin St. Juice, Quan Martin, Danny Johnson, and Christian Holmes. Safeties, Cameron Curl, Derek Forrest, Jeremy Reeves, Percy Butler. Specialists, you got Joey is your kicker. Tress Way is your punter. Cameron Cheeseman is your long snapper. And then on the practice squad, we got receivers, Kazmir Allen and Mitchell Tinsley. Offensive linemen: Braden Daniels, Nolan Laufenberg, and Alex Akinbulu. Tight end Curtis Hodges, running backs, Jonathan Williams and Jarrett Patterson, defensive lineman, Abdullah Anderson, Casey Tuhill, Benning, Potai, and Will Bradley King, linebackers, Milo Eifler and Scooter Harris, Milo Eifler and Scuda Harris, cornerbacks, Rashad Wild Goose and Tariq Castro-Fields. That is my 53-man roster and practice squad projection. Let me know what you think. Let me know uh, where you think I went wrong, where you think I went right, and we will discuss it all. Of course, coming up tomorrow, we have a press conference in Ashburn, Virginia, following the finalization of the 53-man roster so i will be there for that uh, i will not be recording from ashburn but when i get home from ashburn tuesday evening i will record an episode uh, we will react to all the moves we'll compare the actual moves with my projection we'll talk about uh, what it means moving forward and then we've got wednesday thursday practices before we hit the weekend so if you got questions or comments in the meantime drop them in the youtube comments email me at locked at gmail.com hit me on twitter at dharrison82 or text me from your handy dandy cell phone by going to join subtext.com slash locked on commanders as always thank you so much for making locked on commanders your first listen of the day every day or thank you for coming through supporting the program on a consistent basis like you do and thank you all so much for making me a part of your day part of your football routine until we speak again please be safe be kind and i'll see you next time for another episode of locked on commanders part of locked on podcast network your team every day <laughs>